Hello, Space Rangers, and welcome back to a new episode of Disney Movie Insiders Presents. We're setting our lasers to entertain with an insider's look at Disney and Pixar's Lightyear. Lightyear follows the legendary Space Ranger on an intergalactic adventure alongside a group of ambitious recruits and his robot companion, Socks. I grew up on Toy Story Insiders. I've got to tell you, I can't wait to see Buzz Lightyear like this. So let's go to infinity and beyond with all our special guests today, starting with the voice of Buzz Lightyear himself, Chris Evans. Welcome, Chris, to the show. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you here. Lightyear was the movie that Andy watched and led to his love of Buzz Lightyear. What did you watch as a kid that shaped who you are today? Mm, you know, I've had this question a couple of times. I don't know if I can say that the movies I loved as a kid shaped me because <laughs> I'd probably be a very different person if they did. But I certainly have movies <laughs> that I loved. You know, I mean, I, I really, really loved Never Ending Story. And I loved Willow. And I loved uh, I loved Teenage Mutant Turtles. I loved Masters of the Universe. Remember that one with Dolph Lundgren? I mean, th- these were movies that were Goonies was great. But, but I, I can't say that any of them shaped me. I mean, those are some amazing picks. The pizza and Teenage Mutant Ninja right. Turtles. I will never, ever forget. So do you yeah. remember the first time you watched Toy Story, though? Uh, I, I don't know if I remember the first time. I certainly remember watching it and, and loving it and being really excited, knowing that this was just the beginning. That I mean, I remember I was a big animation fan my whole life. And I remember when Beauty and the Beast first were using computers and, you know, yeah. Doing- giant ballroom sequences and what a big deal that was and and how we were kind of on the precipice of a new landscape when it came to animation and Toy Story just kicked the doors down. So as a fan of uh, the medium, I remember being really excited for what was to come. And we are very excited to what's to come to see you as Buzz Lightyear. So because you're part of the Disney family, I have to go there, Chris. In a test of Brolin versus Brolin, who's the greater adversary, Thanos or Zerg? Right. Yeah, probably Thanos. I think, uh, you know, he's got a little bit more power, uh, a little bit less morals. Yeah, seems like Thanos is a bit more of a problem. Thank you so much for actually going there with that. We so appreciate that. (laughs) Okay, so I love that you also say some of Buzz's most iconic lines. What was the one that you think moved you the most? Uh, Well, you know, to infinity and beyond is, is such a classic line i mean even just saying it right now i can't even believe that i'm talking about it so much as if i'm a in some way connected to it you know tim allen did such special work and and made such an iconic character to try and say the line with any sort of personal interpretation almost felt wrong look the beauty is that the character itself is supposed to be the human version of that toy so you can take what tim did as the blueprint and you know over time try to find a way to add just a slight personal interpretation while still honoring everything Tim did. You've truly done that. Your voice is so iconic and we're so excited. Um, I do want to ask you that then kind of how we opened this. There's going to be a lot of kids that are just like Andy who know you first as Buzz, the space ranger, not the toy. Like, as you say, Tim Allen's so iconic to the toy, but you are now the space ranger. How do you feel about that generation of people who are going to meet you? as the space ranger. Right. I mean, that's, that's to be a part of anyone's childhood in that way is just so humbling. You know, like I said, those movies I listed earlier, those movies aren't just special in your childhood. They stay with you forever. I mean, I've been lucky enough with Marvel to probably have been a part of certain childhood experiences. And this is just adding to that joy of, of just being so grateful for, for letting other 
unbelievable artists let me feel a little bit of that light. Well, thank you so much for sharing your light with us with Lightyear. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks so much. So next we're talking to the voice behind Buzz Lightyear's fellow space ranger and friend, Alicia Hawthorne. Welcome Uzo Aduva to the show. Hi. We're so happy to have you here. So excited for this movie. How did you come to join the cast of Lightyear? Oh my gosh, I had a meeting with my team on the phone. My agent called and said to me, hey, they're making a movie about Buzz Lightyear called Lightyear. And they were wondering if you'd be interested. I was like, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. So were you a big Pixar fan, a Toy Story fan? Like clearly you were ready for this. I was a fan of both, honestly. I really have been a huge fan of Pixar and I love Toy Story tremendously. I was a huge fan of Toy Story. I mean, all of the Toy Stories I've come to love and love Pixar so much. So this was just a, a dream that I did not, I never thought that that I would then be part of the, you know, Toy Story universe. But here I am and I'm so grateful. That's so cool. I mean, I love to hear just, it's like, it feels like a dream come true. And that comes through in the character. I think so much what it feels like is so unique about voicing a character though, is there's so much that you don't know up front, right? Like, what do you hear when you're first pitched this character? And from there, how do you create who they are? Because I I understand that you're not seeing really the character, like you're seeing the character develop over time. How does that go? Yeah. You know, you get to see like still images and sketches and illustrations of um, your character, my character, Commander Alicia Hawthorne, and all the different phases of her in this film. And, you know, I understand that she is not only Buzz's commander, but also his friend. And they both find themselves together, stuck on a, a planet and are tasked with the goal of, you know, rescuing themselves. I think that inspires me to start figuring out, like, well, who is this woman? You know, she's clearly someone who is strong and in control of her job and in command of her her workspace but at the same time creates enough of an environment that is warm to become friends with her colleagues like buzz and so i think i just started thinking about like how to translate that all into my voice and put all of my energy into a vocal performance and since you don't have your body as something to use Um, that really became a lot of the work for me. That's so interesting. You mentioned that, but do you still find yourself like maybe over-exaggerating your mannerisms so that way it kind of helps emphasize the voice? Because you obviously, that's where it all exists, right? It's your voice. A hundred percent. And when you're in the booth, you're doing it with your body still because I don't know how to act independent of my body. So even if the audience doesn't get to see it, it does certainly help me to like find my way into those lines. That's awesome. And so- you obviously have some amazing co-stars. <laughs> you guys are all amazing. What was it like recording together? Are you recording solo or do you guys get to kind of rip off of each other? How does that work? No, you know, we recorded solo, but we have such an incredible director in Angus who was able to bring the life of each character to the room and into the studio for us and help really paint and color in the world for us in strong ways. So it felt like you were really right there with each other. 
That's so fun. Did you ever have a day, obviously no spoilers, but did you ever have a day where you were just kind of geeking out, nerding out, or you just had like a, a pinch me moment throughout this process? Oh, of recording? well, yes, absolutely. I mean, the whole, the entire process, first of all, I mean, not joking, Lisa, was a dream come true. Like every single moment mm-hmm. felt like a uh, pinch me moment. I was like, I can't believe I'm making a Pixar movie. I can't believe I'm doing a Buzz Lightyear origin story. I cannot believe that it like that is happening. And the the biggest one for me was getting to say for the first time to infinity. You know, because we know that line so, or I do anyway. I think most people who know the world of Buzz Lightyear and his life and story know that line. And so the first time getting to say that blew my mind and i i'm probably i'm pretty sure i ruined that take like (laughs) but like because i was just like "Ah!" afterwards you know but um it was like out of this world blew my mind i couldn't have been more excited um to say those words and be a part of that sci-fi intergalactic world that is so cool. And honestly, it's so funny that you said it off of your first take, you probably squealed because when you just said it right now, I squealed, not just because of like the iconic line itself, but I've heard your character say that now. And now it's it's packaged together in my mind that obviously Alicia Hawthorne and then Buzz are working together to now bring that iconic line to life. So I think it's just, that's so got to be so cool. And it's so cool to hear Um your story about that. So I also have to ask you, did this inspire you to go to space? Because obviously a space ranger, <laughs> you said sci-fi, like, are you ready to go? <laughs> I mean, my bags are packed with somebody's, you know, picking up hitchhikers, you know, <laughs> like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Who wouldn't want to go to space and see like <laughs> earth from afar, even if it's just, you know, a quick trip around the sun or something. Absolutely. I would go. That's so good. Okay, so we've talked about it, obviously, like the nostalgia, um, your experience. What are you looking forward to fan seeing? Because like me, like I grew up on Toy Story and this is Buzz Lightyear's origin story. So for those of us out there where we know the original and then now we're seeing his origin story, you know, what are you what are you thinking fans are going to be so excited to see? I think fans are going to be excited to see what made all of our hearts as kids, young and old, be so attracted to and excited by when it comes to Buzz. We get to, we get to really, we get to know him and his world and how he came to be the hero, you know, the action figure that, you know, boys like Andy fell in love with. I think all of us fell in love with. And I think that's really exciting. And I think it's something we haven't ever seen before. And what a cool trip that, you know, Disney Pixar is taking this adventure, this leap and this story that we're so familiar with, but totally reinventing it. That's exciting. I know. I'm I'm really so excited because I think that's, as you said, it's like, like Disney and Pixar delivers on. It's like, you think you know the story. You think you have it all down but there's still so much more to discover. And we're so excited to learn more about your character, Alicia Hawthorne, when we see this movie. And I'm sorry, so I just got to ask you, can you do that line one more time? The iconic one? Uh-huh. To infinity. And beyond. And that beyond. So cool. that's, that's, yeah. I'll forever hold that in my heart. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Uzo, for the time today. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. I'm so excited for our next guest, 
not only because he's a film legend, but because it's not often we get to talk to the voices behind the villains. James Brolin is here. Hi, James. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much uh, for the invitation. (laughs) You have a wide variety of work. What led you to Lightyear in the infamous role of Zerg? They wouldn't uh, tell me anything about the job if I wanted to voice an animated character, but I'd just say yes and show up. And that's how it happened. And they trained me on the job, literally. Oh, my gosh. Wow. The best blind invitation probably ever. Why would anybody do that? Uh, uh, You can answer (laughs) my question. Why would anybody do that? But I'll answer that is I have a feeling that Angus McLean, the creative director, he he heard in my voice something he had been hearing in Mm. his head over the last four years of making this film and said, oh, that's the kind of voice I want for that. So... Little did they know they hired a guy who had never done that before, I guess. And uh, they had heard me narrate something, but that was about it. You know, this isn't my forte, I don't think. But who knows? They're saying this picture pretty good. What a pioneer you are, though. You've never done an animated project before. And I love how you just have this spirit of adventure for you to just dive right into something that you hadn't done. What do you think surprised you the most about the process of voice acting? From what I've done in voice work, ADR, you know what ADR is, where you go yeah, with yeah, yeah. director dialogue or you you do fighting sounds or, or you know. <laughs> what surprised me the most was how much hard work it was because I had fooled myself into thinking I'd go in, say these lines, I'd be out of there and go to lunch somewhere, you know. And hours later, I'm still sweating and not finished yet. You know, they're really working me out, trying to get just that little extra out of you, that little thing that you can't quite reach, you know? I love that though. It sounds like you really had to get into character. You had to really prepare. So Mm -hmm. I, I I have to ask you, James, in a, in the spirit of, you know, your resources, did you consult anybody close to you who might've faced off against Chris Evans as a villain in another Disney film? Have you, did you consult anybody else that might've played Thanos? Uh, that's a good question. No, I didn't know. You know, he never tells me much about anything. And I was introduced to Sanos when I went into the theater because my son was in this movie. (laughs) And I had no idea, actually, of what I was about to see. And he has no idea what this is. All he knows is I got a job, you know, as a voice in a movie. And that which is pretty much what I was allowed to know, I actually, once I started doing this, I, I wasn't allowed to talk to the press and tell them anybody what I was doing, friends or anything. Oh, that's uh, so fascinating. Even right to this, the picture comes out nationally, I guess on the 17th, I got a dummy up until the 18th. I was going to say, well, a few things there. It's really nice that you got to kind of serve it back to Josh a little bit there by being like, you know what? I'm the latest one to face off against Chris Evans and I'm going to withhold as well. So I got to say there's some beauty in that story coming full circle. So much about the Toy Story franchise is we meet Buzz Lightyear as a toy, right? And so that's what's so cool about this movie Lightyear is that we get to see Buzz Lightyear as the kid Andy in Toy Story got to meet him like through his perspective. Mm -hmm. This was a movie for Andy that shaped his life. What were the movies that shaped your life and inspired you to get into acting? I would think more than anything would be Rebel Without a Cause, but a lot of the early, and you may never have heard of this, Gene Autry, Roy Rogers. Uh, of course I have. Yes, I oh, have. Okay. I, 
there was two John Wayne's pictures, fighting leathernecks and uh, men of the air or something like that. I, it's not the, the exact title, but I knew I wanted to be a cowboy and a fighter pilot. What so an up, amazing cross-section. That's I so cool. I ended up raising horses. I had a place uh, about 300 acres up in by the Hearst Castle, by Paso Robles. That's where Josh was raised on the ranch. He was raised oh, eating the horses and chickens and everything every morning. And um, so we had a good 10 years of our life up there where I was realizing my dream. When I sold it, I sold 100 head of cattle and 64 horses. I mean, it really expanded beyond upkeep, let's say. It was a lot of work. Anyway, uh, and the fighter pilot thing, I maintained that until they told me at 18 and I got asked to do a commercial at that same time, they uh, told me I needed two years of college to be a fighter pilot, to even mm. apply, you know? I went, oh, okay, well, I don't know if I want to do that right now. And uh, next thing I was signed to Fox as an actor and with no abilities whatsoever and decided to go to school, thought, I like it here. Uh, they're going to let me stay here. I better figure out what I'm doing. So <laughs> I went to uh, workshops every night of the week, spent every nickel I could get a hold of on acting lessons. And the fear started to go away and the abilities started to get easier. Mm. And that not only helped me in my career, but it also helped me cool Josh out and let him know that, Ain't no substitute for hard work. He did all the things I said I was going to do mm. as far as homework, homework. I hated homework in high school, but I do love homework <laughs> in the movies, you know. <laughs> it's the hardest homework I could ever imagine. Going to work and being shot by a camera is easy compared to what you have to do before you get there. That's mm. scary. The anticipation and getting yourself prepared. That's that's the tough part. And he's he's a worker, that guy. James Brolin, I've got to say, thank you so much for taking us on your journey right there. Rebel Without a Cause is one of my favorite films. So I will say that James yeah. Dean, I go way back with him. But I want to say thank you so much for telling us, including Josh in there as well. We're so excited for this movie and just how you were inspired by movies. You're continuing to inspire generations to come to go out okay. and see the movies and enjoy this film. Thank you so much for the time. Great. Thank you. And now joining us are director Angus McLean and producer Galen Sussman. Welcome, you two. Hello, Hi. Thank you. <laughs> excited to talk to you guys today. I'm so excited for people to see Lightyear and for me too to see it. So let's start at the beginning, though. You're both Pixar veterans. Talk to us about your path to Pixar. Where are you from? How did you get your start? And Angus, let's start with you. Uh, well, I, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and uh, I, I always wanted to make movies. And... I went to the Rhode Island School of Design and uh, kind of fell in love with animation while I was in school. And I started working at what was then called uh, Wolfenton Studios in Portland, Oregon, is where I learned to do a bunch of animation. Uh, so uh, then I applied to Pixar and I did not get in. I have a rejection letter. But then I did later in the year, did get an internship, and that was January of 1997. And after finishing my degree, I came back in June and I've been here ever since which was uh, 50 years ago now. So Galen, why don't you tell what you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> what was your path to Pixar? My path to Pixar. I wanted to be an astronaut and I went to school to study physics and I was not good. 
And so I changed over to computer science quickly because that was something that made sense to my brain. Um, physics did not. I went to Apple and at Apple, I got to make a short film. And this is where I was introduced to the whole filmmaking thing. You know, it's a small group of people up in Northern California. It's not like LA. And so um, we all get to know each other. And I quickly met the people at Pixar and they were starting to talk about doing, you know, they hadn't even started commercial work yet, you know, commercial work with the hope of being able to do longer format work. And so I joined them in 90 and I have been at Pixar ever since 1990. Wow, Galen, I mean, hearing about your interest in space and then obviously film. I mean, I'm really excited to talk to you today. Anyway, so <laughs> talk to us about some of your projects that you guys have worked on at Pixar. Well, together we've worked on several films. We started working together on Bernie. I mean, as, as director and producer, we worked together on Bernie, which was the animated short film on the Wally DVD. Toy Story of Terror. Yeah, which is Pixar's first uh, TV special. And that was in 2013. And then uh, we went and worked on several projects uh, and then came back together for uh, for this film. Five and a half years ago. Yeah, five, five and a half years <laughs> oh, ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've been working together ever since. Well, thanks for that memory lane. I think, you know, a lot of people are going to be revisiting this character and going down memory lane with seeing a film about Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> We've known about him for over 25 years, which is mind blowing to think about. Where and when did the idea for this film, an origin story come from? I think it started about 25 years ago. And this for me, just in that, when I first saw Buzz, I was really excited about the character. And then in Toy Story 2, he got to reveal a little bit more about his backstory. And, and it was something I was always really excited about. Uh, and as an animator, I'd worked on a lot of the Buzz stuff in Toy Story 2. Uh, but then after Finding Dory was finished, I was looking for a project and I really wanted to do, like I really like action movies, I like sci-fi movies, and I really wanted to do that. It's really challenging to do that in the format of animation uh, for a variety of reasons. But I always also wanted to know more about Buzz's world. So the, the kind of like simple idea of like, well, why can't we just make the Buzz Lightyear movie? Wouldn't that be cool? Was really what, what came to me. And then that was a pretty simple pitch of like, what was the movie that Andy saw that made him want to Buzz Lightyear figure? Uh, and it would be an opportunity to both explore the universe, work with Buzz as a character that I enjoy, but build out the world in a way aesthetically that I was attracted to uh, as a as just sort of like what that real Buzz Lightyear world would look like. And the detail on that would be something I, I felt I could, I could bring a lot to. It sounds like you had obviously a very clear, confident vision, though. I'm wondering, were you nervous pitching this? And are you positioning it as a prequel or are you positioning it as like, how, how does it get framed up as you're selling in the story? Uh, I was not nervous pitching this mostly because I knew the value of what it could be. The challenge was just articulating what that vision was to get people to understand what I was going for. And that's just the nature of being a director. It's, it's not a prequel. It's not really related to Toy Story at all, other than the, the mention of, of Andy at the beginning and the relation of, of there's Buzz and there's Zerg, and that's about it. We would joke it was like a side quote. It's not necessary to have seen Toy Story to enjoy this film. It's meant to be independent. And moreover, I didn't want this film to step on anything in Toy Story in a way that uh, sully those movies in any way. So that was really the goal. That's good. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, though? Because obviously... Toy Story, that's what everybody's going to know Buzz from. But what was important to you in separating the worlds and creating the atmosphere for this film, Lightyear? Well, character-wise, Buzz is a side character in Toy Story. So side characters 
as I learned from working on Finding Dory, are challenging to make main characters. But at a leg up and that the main character in Finding Dory, she couldn't remember stuff. And that was really challenging. <laughs> that was a set of challenges that I did not wish to repeat. I think <laughs> you have to with Buzz and remember what his goals are. I knew I wanted to make Buzz a more well-rounded character and that involved recasting Buzz or in the sense of imagining if Buzz the toy was a different voice as the toy voices, voices are often different or it would be based from a cartoon and this would be a little more realistic design-wise. Uh, would be that the toy would be kind of a stripped down version of that design. But what's the full design? What does that look like? And that would involve recasting and finding just to separate those movies. So I really want it to be a separate thing. And that's where the idea for Chris Evans came in, who was the right combination of serious and, and, and funny, uh, dramatic and yet um, revealing through his voice of the emotion of need for a well-rounded character. I think, too, you have to mention that Chris Evans in the greater Disney family is known as Captain America and in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's massive. So what is that like bringing in an actor like Chris Evans to come into a massive franchise, like obviously Toy Story, but this specific film, Lightyear, and then taking on Buzz? I don't know what we were anticipating when we asked him, because it gets overshadowed by your experience. He's a, he's a big animation fan. So it's been so fun working with him because he's, yeah. he's um, not only has he brought so much to the development of the character, but he's, he's like a, almost a, a cheerleader of the whole experience of yeah. making the film. He is so into this film. So having that opportunity to have that kind of collaboration is really special. The beginning of this all feels like yesterday to me. I just like Buzz personally, like selfishly, I think it's cool. And one of the interesting things about this whole process, people talk about, um, how much the character meant to them growing up with him. And, it, and it, while we were making the movie, I'm glad this didn't really occur to me, but I didn't realize it was going to be um, such a nostalgia hit for them. I was just like, well, like I like the character a lot as like a fan, but as an adult fan, like it's not, it doesn't have that like connection uh, to childhood. The connection to childhood I had were movies that I was emulating for this film. So it's as much of a the nostalgia aspect of this more just the flavor of the older movies. Well, speaking of that, though, there's a lot of nostalgia in the visuals. And I think for some people, they're going to hearken back to maybe other space films that they've seen. And we talked about we're yeah. just hitting all the like major Disney things right now. Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, Chris Evans. And then how can you not think of Star Wars when you think yeah. about an epic space film? Was that some inspiration that lend itself to this film? Yeah, Star Wars was the first movie I saw in the theater. And, uh, uh, and so I really really made an impact on me uh, as a kid and Star Trek was was syndicated heavily on TV shows and after the success of Star Wars then they made a whole series of Star Trek movies of course uh, and that really kind of dominated the, the creative landscape for me as a kid so that was kind of inextricable well not all of those aesthetics are exactly what we're, we're, we're trading on certainly the feeling of those kind of movies and how they affected audiences and kids specifically at that time is really what, what we were going for in a positive way. I think too, what's really interesting is obviously you're talking about nostalgia of like a Star Wars, like the films that shaped and molded you. There's gonna be a whole set of audiences that like there's gonna be younger generations or maybe people, I don't know who they are that haven't seen Toy Story and they're seeing Lightyear and discovering this character for the first time. It's just, it's really exciting to see that. What do you think that you're excited for those audiences to discover if, if maybe they haven't seen any other Toy Story movie? Because I mean, like for me, the nostalgia of hearing some of those lines from Buzz from the original 
inserted into this world, you're kind of just like, I geek out and I freak out. But I think you're playing, at least for me, to those two particular audiences. Like, how do you feel about those two different groups? The, the goal was always to make a movie that would give the kids the same feeling I got from those movies as a kid, like the excitement of like, here's a larger world that we're investigating. They're following a character and their choices. And it has a sense of propulsion to the movie that uh, leaves you really like wanting to go on that ride again because you enjoyed being with those characters. And that's what those movies kind of gave to me personally. As far as like people seeing it and if it having that impact, it should have that impact regardless of whether their experience with Toy Story or not. Um, I think the goal for us was always making an awesome movie. So much so that like, it's not that we ignored the audience, it's more like what we were the audience. And then since Chris got so excited about it, we would show him the sequences be like, what do you think? And his reaction was like the first time we'd, we'd get an unvarnished reaction. So in some ways he was our first audience for a lot of the stuff and he was so positive about it. It was really, really useful and, and, and affirming. So. I want to see that footage, by the way. <laughs> but also, I got to admit, yes, we know Buzz Lightyear from just everything. We love him. There's new characters in this, particularly the Junior Rangers. And of course, what I'm sure will be soon to be a fan favorite in Socks. Can you tell us really quickly, this is my last question for you guys. Um, if you joined the Junior Rangers, what would your strength be? Uh, if you joined the I would. I would produce. I would be like, yeah, okay, now you go here, no, you go here, no, no, this first, no, mm -mm, that over there. That would be me. I would try to get out as soon as I yeah. could. Like, I would not want to do that job. I would, that <laughs> job. I would be more like, no, I'd be like, oh, let's figure out a way to get out of this situation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to run? Forget gotta, it. No, I'm not I running. Gotta, I, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just, I would probably not fit in that. Come I was going to say, that is amazing. You guys are describing the physical challenges, but the world that you guys have created with Lightyear truly transports people and is so amazing. And just the visuals, the story. Again, I grew up as a kid on Toy Story, but I'm really excited to have people see this film in and of itself as it is. It's like with or without Toy Story, this is really a cool film. And for the generations that may have not seen Toy Story, now they're just into it now all across the board. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you, appreciate it. This episode has been packed with the voices and filmmakers behind Lightyear. So who better to close this out than someone who takes on both those roles at Pixar, Peter Stone. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, it's exciting. It's very exciting. You are a Pixar legend. Can you tell us some of the movies you've worked on and maybe tease anything in the future, AKA cough, cough, elemental? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my first job here was on Finding Nemo and then doing different jobs in Incredibles and then hopping to um, Up and Wally and Ratatouille and Monsters all the way up till, yeah, next year will be elemental. And, you know, it's Lightyear is a tough act to follow, just to say, you know, like uh, watching it in the theater the other day, I was like, we're coming after this, holy cow. You know, <laughs> Angus and the team did such an amazing job. The amazing legacy that is Pixar. It's just a true joy to talk to you today. And you're a part of that. You've shaped so many people's lives. So I'm sure everything to come is going to be fantastic. But let's talk about Lightyear, as you mentioned. How did you come to voice socks? Yeah, it was uh, early on when Angus first pitched this. We were all really excited about it, but then, you know, we, we make a lot of storyboard reels. And so there's a lot of temp voices that start up. And uh, um, Angus just said, hey, we've got this cat I want you to play. And uh, um, 
uh, help us with the reels. And so I would jump in when I was doing work on another thing, you know, you'd just jump in every once in a while to get these pages you wouldn't get before. And then you would just try to have fun with the team. And then I guess through that evolution, socks came about and uh, then they asked me to play for real. And it was a great honor, but it was, it was literally that evolution. He is the perfect companion to Buzz's character. So you, as you said it, you're like doing the original, just kind of playing around with it. And then once you officially become socks, how do you workshop what an emo- what an emotional support robot can, should sound like? <laughs> yeah, the workshopping is really, it's really fun because you get the pages and then there, there are different like tones that you play with. Um, and I know Angus can hear me do this, but uh, there's like the more formal sort of robotic slash butler slash helpful side. And then there's like the friend and the, the companion side. And uh, I had two voice keys for it. The, for the first one, there was a sort of like military sort of get the job done. And so before the line, I would say like, hey, captain, uh, or, or, or yes, captain. That's what it was like. Yes, captain, the probability of this. And so I would have that key. But then for the friend side, it would be, hey, Buzz. And it'd be, hey, Buzz, would you like a snack cake or whatever it was? And so that was the sort of the game that I played in my brain or he would hear me try to do when when trying to find uh, socks and in the pages. I mean, just from what I've seen, I love how he really does. He balances out Buzz because Buzz is just so focused. But as you said, you calibrate the character to match what's needed in that moment. And so I love how you're able to capture that through your voice. I have to ask though, with the history that you have with Pixar, how does it feel to see now this origin story of Buzz? Like, you know, we've only known him so far as a toy, but now we get to see him like through Andy's eyes, basically. Yeah, I mean, that was the hook. And Toy Story was the first movie that I saw in my first year at art school, which, which was animation school. And so wow. I'm all on track to do like 2D animation drawing. And then this movie, the, the filmmakers brought it to the school and we rented a, they rented a theater in a, in, a, in a mall and we didn't know what to expect. There was no trailers for it. They just brought this thing. And uh, um, it blew everyone away. And everyone's like, oh, hand-drawn is done. We went to, we, we, all we tried to do was learn it. And uh, so it had a huge impact on me. And uh, specifically with Buzz, this idea in that movie of like, I could, you know, I could fly if I wanted to. Like, he could believe that he could fly. And then, then he does this leap off of the staircase where he realizes that he can't. I remember like, oh my God, I'm feeling things for this toy. And then from there to, uh, you know, Lightyear where Angus was just like, what would that movie be that like to your through Andy's eyes that inspired him? You know, like we were all excited by it. But then when he brought socks, his, one of his first pitches is that like socks needs to be emotional help for, for Buzz. And it's like, what, mm. what, what happened to Buzz that he would need emotional help for? And uh, that idea of, of what that was is what I love about this movie. Because like, I love science fiction and what is, you know, science fiction and then human drama, you know, for me, you know, with science fiction, uh, my favorite science fiction is like understanding society and what would build us to a better future. Like the idea of the human side of this, of like making a mistake and having a failure mm. uh, and a regret, but the science fiction of idea of what, if you could change that, if you could fix that regret and make change that, you know, part of you, that's the sci-fi part of it that, you know, uh, I really think is so different about this movie than the other the other Toy Story movies. Meaning, this is definitely more sci-fi than any of the other Toy Story movies are because they're not. Oh yeah, a science fiction concept that they're doing is you know it's a fantasy concept of what if toys were alive versus 
you have a regret. Can you change it if you had like a time machine or whatever? Mm, that's very powerful. And as you mentioned, it's sci-fi. It's something we've never seen before and very, very cool. And you also mentioned building a better future. And you are a part of that with the stories and the characters you create. We'd love to be a little bit more curious about you, though, Peter Sohn. Will you take on the Insider 5 with us? Sure. Insider 5. <laughs> okay, here we go. What is your earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan? It would be Dumbo. I was watching Dumbo with my fam- with my mom specifically. And, uh, you know, I remember her crying at that baby mind sequence. I, I definitely remember the, like the, the lights watching her get emotional. And I don't usually see my mom get emotional. That was huge. Oh, so good. I love the parallels between Dumbo and Buzz right now with flying. Okay, but yes, moving on to the next one. <laughs> You're invited to a Disney-themed costume party. Who or what do you dress as? Who or what would I dress as? Ooh, that's a great idea. Uh, a space ranger, definitely. I would love to be a space ranger. Hold on. Awesome. It's Disney karaoke night. What song do you sing? I would do um, uh, uh, Aladdin's I Can Show You the World. Uh, what is the song of the, when the, the flying carpet song? Uh, a Whole New World. A Whole New World. I would do a whole new yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. I, would, I, I love. Duet, duet style. That's how it would go. I love the lead in though, because you were like, I can't believe I'm saying this. A Whole New World. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up. If you could only ride one ride all day at a Disney park, which would it be? The Indiana Jones ride. Love it. Oh my God. That's one of my favorites. So good. Okay, Peterson, to close us out on the Insider Five, which Disney character has the best life advice and what is it? Peter Pan, you can fly. You can fly. How did you just do that? You brought it full circle. You literally started with Dumbo, Peter Pan, and we're talking about Lightyear today. You're just... Again, you are a true legend. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Peter Sohn. It was truly a joy to hear about your story, how this story is special to you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. That was really fun. Appreciate it. That's our show. See Disney and Pixar's Lightyear in theaters this Friday. So you don't miss any upcoming podcast episodes. Subscribe and follow Disney Movie Insiders Presents. And while you're there, we'd love it if you gave us a rating and review. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com or our app and enter bonus code PLANET. The code expires June 28th, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Membership is required. Limit one redemption per account. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com for terms and conditions. We'll catch you next time, Insiders, with more Disney movie magic. 